You're tuned into Buffalo Bulls Radio. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, brought to you in part by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, and Comdoc. UB Football Insider is coming to you live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Here's UB head football coach Lance Leipold and assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning us in for our first episode of the season of UB Football Insider with Coach Lance Leipold. We're coming to you live from uh, Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Now, in years past, we've been out on the Transit Road location, but uh, Paul and, or Paul Santora's crew has, have uh, really renovated and did a nice job renovating the Santora's here on Millersport Highway. So over here at Millersport, closer to campus, we encourage everybody to stop by and uh, check us out. Uh, with that, let's welcome in Coach Leipold. How are we doing, Coach? I'm doing well, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How was your summer? It was fast. I tell you, between the summer camps that we do in June, a little time with the family away, and, and here we are midway through fall camp already. Now, you don't, you're not a guy with a lot of hobbies. You don't hunt. You don't fish. You don't play golf. So what do you do with your two weeks off in the summer to relax? <laughs> Pretty boring guy, aren't I? <laughs> Um, you know, you know, we're gone so much during the year and the hours that sometimes it takes in college athletics. You, you try to give it back to your family the best you can, and and we had an opportunity to go back to Wisconsin um, for the first time, um, really since we we you know the moving trucks pulled away uh, a year ago last May, and we had a chance to see family and friends uh, for about a week, and then uh, actually the family got away and. Uh, we went to the Dominican Republic uh, a couple weeks after that, so uh, and went to a resort. And probably the best vacation we've had in a long time because nobody could use a cell phone and kind of kind of really gave us some great family time, the four of us. You have a teenage daughter, and she did not use a cell phone. How did you make that happen? That's the international, that's why. You are a, you're a good coach. <laughs> you can do that. Well, you are a good coach. We all did it. It's good, yeah. So, um, like I said, that was a good time, And but as we come back and – between kids and summer activities and we've really enjoyed our our time here in in western new york and between youth sports and camps and all those different things uh, we're on the go quite a bit and it evaporated on us and uh, here we are in football season now this is year number two for you a lot different you know, a year ago we're sitting here and everything's brand new from top to bottom you just moved here and just started your first year coaching at UB but now you're here for your second year you know what's the difference is it a little easier now because you're a little more acclimated to other things around football yes I, I think for our whole staff our and the program probably throughout even though there's there's always things changing but for us now you know there's not as many unanswered things you know what what do we really have within the program how does it work even the day-to-day -day things from a school year for our players and you know where we moved, where we eat, what all those different things kind of kind of change. We know what it is. Um, we we know the league better, all those things. And I just think uh, we keep saying it daily now as we've gone through these uh, this last week and a half is that it just seems to be going just a lot more efficient. And, you know, and that doesn't guarantee we're going to win more games or anything, but the efficiency of which we're operating right now. Um, a big part is with the, the new addition to the Murchie Family Football Center and our meeting rooms, all those things has allowed us to operate uh, the way we want to. Yeah, how important is that? You know, uh, Tooney Murchie is, is a great friend of the program, has donated a lot of money to the program. 
And for fans that don't know, when, next time when you visit UB Stadium in the fall, you know, there's a whole new uh, complex that has been built on UB Stadium with, with offices and team meeting rooms. And um, what fans don't probably realize is in the past you had – you know, uh, it's, um, you know, different team members all over the stadium with meetings all over the place. Yeah. Now you're kind of in the same spot. So how important is it to have a facility like that? Well, many times, first of all, John, I think it's, you know, I, I think maybe the, the maybe the regular fan, that the day-to-day operation of, of football in itself between college and professional, how important the classroom is, and, and especially when you're trying to get things done and, installation of plays and and watching a film and all the different ways that people learn how important the classroom time is and again the game is uh you know it's a contact game it's a violent game and you try to limit what you do on the field so again it goes back to what you can do in in the classroom setting so what we had is as what you're as you were saying is that we were we were all over the place we were in makeshift areas shared areas a lot of different things that just made it tough with the total amount of meeting time plus with the ncaa you're you're limited on your time and with class schedules and eating schedules all that made it tough and sometimes you just didn't get as much time as you'd like with these with these new rooms we are all in one area it's very easy for me to move side to side to see different things but for our players we get done with the team meeting they walk to a hallway go to their classroom it's easy in easy out they get back to the locker room we're on the field and again operating more efficiently yeah one of the big changes fans will see this fall are the is the field and the uniforms you know the bulls went back to uh you know buffalo on the uniforms and on the field and i know you know, you had a big part in uh, in the uniform design. You like that. You like the you know taking a, uh, having a part in the field design as well. And just kind of talk a little bit about, about that and how important that is. Well, again, it, you know, we're we're very proud to be in Buffalo and and you know very proud to be located here in Western New York. So once the decision was made by the university that we are returning to to you know the the Buffalo and uh, as part of our identity and. Uh, and, and a new logo and all those things are always exciting to have and it, it's exciting for fans players coaches and everyone that's associated with the university and and to have that and and to be able we wanted to make sure we we're going to be as proud as we could to put it on the forefront of our, our jerseys and the end zones and uh it it created a lot of excitement this summer and i know it'll be uh hopefully an exciting time for our fans on september 2nd yeah, Bulls home opener September 2nd against Albany. T- uh, tickets are still available, so uh, you need to call 877-UB-THERE, visit the UB website, or uh, stop by the Alumni Arena ticket office. But uh, tickets are still available for that game, and it's only two weeks away, but that means we're two weeks uh, into camp. Uh, and so what, 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 what do you guys do the first couple weeks of camp? Is it more kind of getting guys acclimated to things, um, more so than uh, installing uh, play, your play calls and, and, play, and plays for games? Well, it's probably, you know, we're going to install our, our offense and defensive schemes and what we want to do. But as far as game preparation, I think, you know, that's that's a little bit further down the road here in another week. So what we want to try to do is, is get things, you know, installed. But we want to be able to give, especially our newcomers, a chance to show their, their athletic ability. And, and sometimes when you add a lot of offense or defense in, they spend a lot of time thinking and not reacting and, and just going out and playing. So... We've tried to really narrow that down. Um, we take pride in how we practice. We take pride in the in the pace in which we go about our practice. And we try to get a lot of work done in a very short period of time, at the same time giving a lot of people an opportunity. So 
that's really what it is, getting things there, finding out who's, you know, we do a lot of competitive drills one-on-one for special teams, and we try to get it now as we move closer here to the end of this camp and get ready for for the opening game is that now we're going to get a little more technical, a little bit more advanced, uh, a lot more situational things, whether it be working on second or third down situations, two-minute offense, backed-up situations, all those things start to be a big play. Yeah, and one of the things that's been kind of rare for the Buffalo summer has been the weather this year. I mean, they yeah. kind of picked the wrong uh, couple of weeks there to have camp. It's been 85, well, 90 degrees every day. I can't imagine the guys really like that, but it seems like they're responding well, and it's got to be kind of an attrib- uh, you know, a tribute to the, what a good job your your, um, your training staff does. Yeah, it's been a unique summer, at least what's, you know, the way everybody says the way it's been, especially with the, the lack of rain. Um, we were just, just finished a practice here a little over an hour ago. Um, as we were sitting there after practice, you know, somebody mentioned the heat again, and then somebody said, just wait now, you know, just remember that statement, you know, a few months down the road that uh, we'll, we'll embrace these days. But um, between our, our athletic training staff, our strength staff led by Ryan Sidzik, who did an excellent job, it's been a, um, you know, a, it's been a smooth point, uh, you know, where we're at right now with our conditioning and where it's at to handle these conditions. And, again, it's allowed us, and that's a tribute to those people that work hard with our players in the offseason when we're not allowed to. All right, well, we'll get to know some of those new faces and new players when we come back on the other side of the break. Uh, more with uh, Coach Leipold. You're listening to the UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, live on ESPN 1520. ESPN 1520. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music. Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. Hello, this is that Kegworks guy for the Kegworks store. Are you sick of that neighbor throwing the best party every year? We have everything you need to kick that guy's party right in the you-know-whats. From an extensive line of Jello shot supplies to keg pumps, premium cocktail mixers, beer pong tables, and so much more. So get to the Kegworks store at 1460 Military Road in Kenmore, just south of Sheridan. Until next time, this is that Kegworks guy reminding you, go to the Kegworks store. There's only one place to discover the BMW difference, all while making a difference. At the BMW Drive for a Cause. Show support for your community and help us achieve our goal of raising up to $1.5 million simply by taking a test drive. Register at BMWUSA.com slash drive for a cause. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The BMW of North America will contribute $200,000 to Team USA and will match the dealer's contribution up to $5,000 towards the dealer's charity of choice, whether you participate or not. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. Buffalo sports fans, don't miss the season opener for UB football on Friday, September 2nd, when the Bulls take on the Great Danes of Albany at 7 p.m. Stampede Square opens at 4 p.m., featuring fun family entertainment and country music star Jared Neiman on the Tailgate Concert Series stage. For tickets and more information, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. It's football, tailgating, and live music, so make sure to be counted and get your tickets today. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, well, back, welcome back to Santora's here. And, and just fans, just a reminder, get ready for the 2016 
football season during the end of the summer football ticket flash sale on Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fans can purchase tickets to any home football game for just $16. That's about a 50% savings off a regular price ticket. Fans can purchase in person at Alumni Arena at the ticket office, online at ubbulls.com, or by calling 1-877-UB-THERE. The first game of the season, a reminder, is in two, uh, Friday, September 2nd, when the Bulls take on Albany at 7 p.m. at UB Stadium. With that, we welcome back in Coach Leipold. And you know, we talked about you know a lot of new faces here on the team. In fact, uh, 42 to be exact. So you know, have a lot of new guys here on the team with um, you know with with freshmen and some JUCO transfers that come in. But I think the the number one position that everybody wants to talk about and wants to know about is is the quarterback position because you know for the past 40 straight games dating back to November of 2012. Only one guy has played quarterback for the Bulls, and that's um, yeah, that's Joe Licata. And obviously, everybody, you know, being a local kid, everybody very familiar with Joe. So I think it's going to be you know, just weird for anybody to see a different quarterback out there in September. But as I've watched, uh, you know, as I've watched the practice, I think the team's in pretty good hands with either Grant Rohatch or Tyree Jackson. It seems like they're kind of battling for that spot. Kind of talk about what each, what each guy brings to the table. Well, like you said, John, I, I think there's there's two quality candidates there that are going to battle this thing out and uh, both bring a lot to a lot to the table with what they're doing um grant is the graduate transfer from from iowa state he started i believe three to four ball games in his career um but uh, great maturity wants to be a coach um has picked up our offense uh, you know very quickly was here for spring and and you know as you talk in in, in whether it be football or even basketball graduate transfers are kind of a popular topic now but it's very rare that you get one that can come in january and go through your spring practice and we we're fortunate to to get grant to do that tyree jackson um you know was probably one of the the bigger names in in our first recruiting class was committed to this program under the previous staff and we we're very fortunate to to keep him and uh he's a very talented redshirt freshman he's six six he says he's grown to six seven i just think he grew his hair a little bit a little <laughs> bit taller but uh but he's 242 pounds and, and runs well and, and strong arm as i've said many times i think this fall camp i think he's going to be a he, there's he's going to be an excellent player it, it's not a matter of if it's a just when and it could be by september 2nd because he's had an excellent camp so either way and uh you know, we and then one thing I can honestly say, we've never sat there, Andy Koldnicki and, and myself, or any of the, you know, or in a staff meeting and said, we want to name a starter by this day. We we haven't even broached the subject. We don't feel we're in a hurry, because of again, I go back to what we talked in the last segment is how we practice. They're getting equal reps. They're getting an equal opportunity and plenty of them um, to to help us make the decision. But as you said, when you lose a Joe Licata and, and what he brought to the program, his experience, uh, the snaps, you know, it's going to be different. But um, um, I, I think there's some benefits that uh, these guys are going to help add to our offense, and that will be in the run game, uh, keeping drives alive, maybe scrambling and some things there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see as we make this transition. Yeah, one thing I've noticed about Grant, especially between the two guys, he, he's a really a leader and you can tell you know being that fifth year senior um i mean he's only been here for a few months but it already feels like it's you know he's a leader on this team i see him working with guys and i see it with tyree too but tyree's just a little bit younger yeah. could, but um but but what i really like about grant is after practice he's, he's taking extra throws with guys he's trying to teach guys and and i know i think i've heard somewhere where you know he wants to be a coach afterwards mm -hmm. and that, yeah. that's got to 
be helpful for you and and and, and um, make you feel better knowing that because without you know without without Grant, I mean, you, you really had some young quarterbacks coming back. So yep. at least so if anything, you have a guy who's played college football before. No doubt, and and when we recruited Grant, we went to Iowa to to meet with him. Um, there were no guarantees. He understood that this was going to be a competitive. Uh, we let him know that uh, there were quarterbacks here that that were going going to be in the mix and we're going to get a full opportunity and it was going to be competitive but one of the things that our situation that we had done our background was he had gone through multiple uh, coordinators at and position coaches at Iowa State but as we talked to some of those some that weren't even there at that time was his ability to work with younger players his willingness to accept a role if he wasn't a starter that point about wanting to be a coach and that he was willing to help mentor if he wasn't the starter all our backs as well so i think uh we're very fortunate to have grant in our program no matter how this plays out yeah and then one of the thing about the quarterbacks is as as you know joe lakata graduated is probably the best passing quarterback in school history holds all the records but the one thing that joe really couldn't do and joe would even be the first to tell you is run the football very he just wasn't a super athletic guy he had a very strong arm very accurate arm but couldn't run the football you know both of these quarterbacks and all the quarterbacks we really have in the room right now can really run the ball does that mean do you see a change in your offensive philosophy some of your play calling because you can run more of a read option maybe and get the quarterbacks out running yeah we're working on some things that may incorporate some quarterback run i think you still have to be smart and uh you know i don't think we're gonna you know really sell out and, and try to have our quarterback take that many hits in a ball game or throughout a season but uh Again, when you have to defend everyone on the field, it makes it more difficult. And and I think, uh, like you said, you know, Joe was so smart, knew the game, got rid of the ball, very courageous in the pocket. But I think defenses knew that there wasn't a huge running threat there. So um, do we add a little bit more there? You hope so. Um, in different ways, you hope maybe that's worth an extra first down or two in a game where you can – create a quarterback run or through a scramble that you keep a drive alive it keeps your defense off the field so there's a lot of benefits if it does happen that way but uh i I can't say that you know the day joe graduated that we went in and started drawing up a bunch of new plays but there'll be some of the things that we've had in that we maybe use a little bit more that we and that's a nice thing john i think was we'll talk about through the year is our offense is so flexible that we are able to take what our what the offense has at this particular time and use our athletes the best we can. And then it may be, you know, last year we were, we were very talented with tight ends. And uh, this year we may have a little more quarterback run game. So it, 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 it kind of matches, it, you know, give and take of what we have each and every year. Now, do you foresee a situation where both quarterbacks could play in games? I mean, I don't think you want to be – you almost have to get Tyree in the game just because you don't want to be in the same situation next year where you don't have any experienced quarterback coming back. Yeah, you know, it's again until we name that starter. You know, Tyree could be right. in the game to start the game, You're right? And, and, and he could be playing the whole time. Good but, point. Uh, um, you know, couldn't again. We have not really said, hey, you know, sometimes it, the thing that gets difficult is there's a certain point where it's tough to play two all the time, um, you know. But can we early in the, in the non-conference season play both quarterbacks? I I could very well see that we could, um, if. You know, whichever one it would be the starter, it would be important to continue to get snaps. Um, you know, we didn't do that last year very much, even with, whether it be Tony Daniel or Chris Merchant, Tyree was redshirted. Um, one thing I probably want to bring up to our listeners is, 
we took Tyree, even though he was redshirting, and that was the decision. He traveled with us the whole year, so he knows what it's like to be in the hotel, you know, a night before a game, and when we're going somewhere, what the routine is, because we're preparing for him to be a starting quarterback. So when we do do this, it's not going to be all new to him. That's great. Um, so we talked about, you know, a lot of new players on this team, and you know, it seemed like you went out and um, you know you got a lot of guys from the junior college ranks, but do you do that almost because you know they have a little more experience? They can help you right away, especially the offensive line. It seems like you know you lost some starters to the offensive line. You don't you can't really throw freshmen who physically aren't ready to play offensive line right away. So is it just you want to get some guys that are, that can help right away in 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 the game? Well, it's it's a multiple layered reason why we why we recruit and what we did. There there wasn't like a a quick deciding in a meeting once again that hey, we're going to stop recruiting, you know, at this point we're done with high school players and we're going this route. Um, you know, there's things that happen after you evaluate. You know, the one thing that we tried to do was, uh, you know, move different pieces of a defense, especially on defense, a, dif- a different defensive scheme into our scheme. So as you move things around, you sometimes, like we didn't sign any linebackers in our first recruiting class. Well, we knew we were going to have to go after some linebackers. Well, because of that and some things, well, we needed some more experience. And as guys made transitions, it became evident what type. Well, Khalil Hodge as a middle linebacker, finding a middle linebacker. We lost Nick Gilbo and Travis Pizanka. So we lost both middle linebackers. So we And we didn't sign any, so we needed to go get somebody. Yeah. Um, Houston Glass was a backup safety in our program. That took a medical hardship, so we needed to get an older, get some older safety. So there were a lot of different reasons, and that things had, and it, and it happens across college football, um, that um, there's attrition. And um, as as it went through after spring, um, we know it was a tough spring for us in a lot of different ways, and and then we had some players that decided to leave. Well, now it's in it's April, May, and uh, you've got scholarships available. There's not as many high school players available. They, they've all signed their letters of intent. So somewhere along the line, we had to make a decision, and that led us to some of the junior college players that you see on our roster now. And But I think you, you went about it the right way in the sense that you brought in a Khalil Hodge. You brought in guys that have three years left as opposed to two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like yep. you're renting a player, so to speak. You have a yep. guy that can kind of grow with the program. So right. I think that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and I think for our listeners, again, is that, in, in junior college athletics, if, if you're a NCAA high school qualifier, which means you meet, you meet the admissions requirements for a four-year school and you decide to go to a junior college, you can leave immediately. If you're an NCAA, if you're not and you're short academically, either in your test score or your academic courses that you took, then you na- need to stay the two years or whatever it would take for you to graduate and then go to a Division One institution. Well, while we looked at, at some of the junior college needs that we went after, we were fortunate to find three or four that have three years of eligibility. And I think that's been a huge plus. When you look at it on a roster side, you're going to see junior college, junior college, but then you're going to, some you're going to see junior and some you're going to see sophomore, and it's going to help us continue to balance our, our classes out as we move along. All right, well, we'll take one more break here, more with Coach Leipold before 
I forget, I want to remind everybody, we're down here at Santoris at Millersport. We're not at Transit Road anymore. Uh, we're at the Millersport location right near campus. Encourage everybody to stop by. They have awesome wings, uh, a bunch of beers on tap. It's, it's a great place to stop by. We have some wings here, actually, Coach. I think I've seen you go through a bunch of them here. Yeah, but that's your second plate. <laughs> well, they're very good, and we encourage everybody to come down. But, uh, yep, come back. We'll pack one more break. We'll be back with more with Coach Leipold. You're listening to the UB Bulls Football Insider with Lance Leipold, live on ESPN 1520. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music, Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong, the only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. There's only one place to discover the BMW difference, all while making a difference. At the BMW Drive for a Cause. Show support for your community and help us achieve our goal of raising up to $1.5 million simply by taking a test drive. Register at BMWUSA.com slash drive for a cause. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. BMW of North America will contribute $200,000 to Team USA and will match the dealer's contribution up to $5,000 towards the dealer's charity of choice, whether you participate or not. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. Country music fans get the VIP experience this fall during the Seneca Niagara Tailgate Concert Series at UB Football for only $36. Ow, 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 ow. This year's acts include Jared Neiman, David Nail, Chris Lane, Eddie Money, and more. Your VIP experience gets you front of the stage access and game ticket. To order, log on to ubbulls.com. It's country music, football, and tailgating. What else do you need? Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, back with Coach Leipold here for our final segment of the evening. You know, we touched on the home openers uh, Friday, September 2nd against Albany, but let's kind of look at the schedule a little bit, Coach. Uh, after the Albany game on September 2nd, you have a rare bye week. You rarely see a, uh, a bye week in the second week of the season. But with a young team like this, is it that might not be the worst thing in the world? Yeah, and the more we looked at it, you know, we talked about this during our, our media day earlier in the week, is that, you know, we looked at where we were as a team. And, and one of the things, that we were talking about these newcomers. Well, we had about 12 of these newcomers that just showed up here in August. Most, most time, even our newcomers are here for summer school and orientation and a transition period in late June and July. And... And uh, so with so many new players uh, on the roster and, and showing up just in, in part of our program, uh, you know, I think this has turned out to be a blessing that, um, 
we'll play a game. We'll have another week to, to kind of keep developing and, and evaluating as we move forward. Yeah, the rest of the non-conference schedule is uh, Albany is the second. Then we're at uh, Nevada on uh, September 17th, home against Army on September 24th, and at Boston College on October 1st. Talk, go talk a little bit about your uh, scheduling philosophy and, and why you know playing games like uh, these non-conference games are important. Well, some of the games, most of these were set, you know, before our arrival. But, again, through the the interview process with former athletic director Danny White and and now our current athletic director Alan Green and just the philosophy of we like to to play an FCS school, formerly 1AA uh, school, if we're going to do that. And if it's going to be early in the schedule, we'd like that to be a local opponent, so to speak, within the state or within a short driving area. And then um, one power five opponent and um you know we we have different thoughts on that and how we go about that and what type of of that again hopefully within within a region of and then the other one would be then the other two games would be within what is considered the group of five not non-conference school and i think that's an excellent philosophy for where we're at right now and uh, it's an exciting schedule i think all right one final thing i have for you uh last weekend pro football hall of fame induction ceremony and I know I made the mistake one time of calling you a Packers fan, and you quickly corrected me and said that you were a Green Bay Packers owner. Now, the greatest Packer of all time, Brett Favre, was inducted. Do you have any Brett Favre stories you could share with us? You know, I, I wish I did, John, and I know we're up against time. So most of Brett Favre's career I lived in Nebraska. And when I returned is right when the whole saga was going on between him coming back out of retirement. So I don't. I missed a lot of that. But I think, of course, uh, the Super Bowl win and his and just his gutty performance as it went through is uh, kind of a special. It's unfortunate that that game didn't get played and everything. But uh, again, a very proud owner, though. Thank you. Yeah, no, Make sure fans knew. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for our time here. We want to thank everybody for coming out again. We'll be here every Thursday night at 6 p.m. right here at uh, Santoro's on Millersport Highway. Thanks for your time, right, Coach, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds great, John. Thank right, you. Thank you. UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold is presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, and brought to you by our Team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, Comdoc. Go to UBBulls.com for schedules, highlights, and everything Buffalo Bulls. Go blue, go white, and go Bulls.